0: You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of *Lion*. Let's <laughs> so start with where you're from.
1: Calcutta. Which part? I'm adopted. I'm not really Indian. I'm starting to remember. Saru, so, a beautiful boy. you are very proud of yourself. A life I'd forgotten. You okay? I had another family, a mother a brother i can still see their faces
0: what happened idhar ja mat main kal ka kaam nibat ke aa jaunga
2: guddu guddu
0: Okay, everybody, what you were just listening to was the trailer for Lion. And the story for this is in the adaptation of the memoir A Long Way Home by Saru Brierly. a five-year-old Indian boy is adopted by an Australian couple after he gets lost in Calcutta. Years later, he struggles with his memories of his birth family and decides to begin a search for them. The film is starring Dev Patel, Nicole Kidman, Rooney Mara, David Wenham, and this very adorable, very awesome kid, Sonny Pawa, with a few others. It is directed by Garth Davis and written by Luke Davies. Joining me for this review, I have Will Bavity. Hey, guys. So, Will... You are pretty fresh right now online, seeing as how you just saw it uh, recently. I'm uh, a little unfresh. I saw it <laughs> like like almost like a month ago at this point. But why don't we start off with you then in this case, maybe we'll help kickstart my memory on a couple things. What did you think of lion?
1: Lion is one of those tearjerkers that really works. It's easy in a movie like this to come across as feeling manipulative, like the emotion is unearned, and I didn't really feel that with Lion. I thought there was a brief moment during the film, uh, in kind of the middle portion, where things seemed to drag a little bit, kind of getting into the adjustment period between Dev Patel as a functioning adult and Dev Patel... The distraught, almost crazed man desperate to find his family. But the film comes into this just devastating and beautiful emotional climax. And any film that can really make me feel gets high marks. But it wasn't just the f- fact that the film manages to earn its emotion. The film also has an incredibly good first third. The first third is fantastic. You know, it, it's Slumdog Millionaire, but with a slightly more restrained aesthetic style, and maybe doesn't just shoehorn in every... You know, Slumdog Millionaire basically shoehorned in every single bad thing that could happen to somebody growing up in India, and had it apply to one person. With this, you have a slightly more realistic of what could happen to an orphan in a horrible situation. Uh, The film is well-acted, Kidman is good, not career-best work, but very good. She has one great monologue. Uh, Dev Patel, I know some people criticized him for being too angsty. I thought that worked well with the character. I think this is his strongest performance yet, and this is coming from someone who really enjoyed him in Slumdog Millionaire. I thought Sunny Padwar was just adorable, wonderful little child star. Um, visually, it's very dynamic, particularly the first third Garth Davis does a lot of interesting things with lines and color. It's a very aesthetically appealing film. The music works well. It's crisply edited. There's really very little I don't like about it. You know, I'm not gonna call it a masterpiece,
0: but it 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 is a very good film, objectively I would say. I agree with that. I think it is a really well-made film. And this is his debut, right? Garth Davis as a uh, feature? Uh, I I believe so. Because I know he did Top of Lake, he did, right? Yes. So, yeah, I mean, as far as uh, feature length in the theaters goes, uh, this is, for all intents and purposes, his debut film. And it is a very strong debut film to come out with. I mean, performances in this across the board for the most part, are really phenomenal. I say for the most part because there is one character in this film, and this is where uh, most of my criticism goes towards, um, and it's actually Saru's uh, adopted brother. And there's a whole plot line that deals with him and his relationship with David Wenham and Nicole Kidman's character and also with uh, Dev Patel that I just... I, I felt like it did not fit, and it felt unfulfilled, and it also just really kind of derailed a lot of the strong story uh, storytelling that was happening in the final third of the film for me. Um, what did you think about that? Did you Did you feel the way I felt in regards to it?
1: So, you know, I was talking about that portion in the middle where the film did seem to drag a little bit, and I think it was largely due to... So it got a little bit messy in the storytelling there in the middle. There were a lot of threads going on, and I think his adopted brother was probably the biggest thing that didn't quite fit. Um, I assume, uh, I actually we know from the you know the end credits, the photos that. Obviously, that character played a role in his life, and they probably wanted to adhere to the real-life story. But it, yeah. it it did feel unnecessary to Dev Patel's journey and, on some level, to his journey with his mother. Um, it did not entirely undermine the film for me, though. Um, and Now, I know some people criticize Rooney Mara's character and storyline. Uh, what did you
0: think about her? I... I think Rooney Mara is absolutely exquisite. I I I adore her, but I do understand all the criticisms that are being leveled at her uh, in this movie. Not for necessarily her performance and the way she, how she acts, but the way the character is written and the and the places that her relationship with Dev Patel goes, it just something about it rubs me the wrong way and once again I understand that She is a composite character formed from different uh, various female women in his uh, life. So I don't know how accurate and true they were being necessarily um, to whoever he had a relationship with, how she responded to his journey and his search and his desire to want to feel uh, reunited with his uh, mother and his brother, but... Yeah, something about that also did not sit well with me. Um, and I don't think that they handled it well enough that when the film ends, um, I found it to be kind of hokey in terms of uh, where the relationship kind of ultimately ends itself. And I think
1: maybe part of the problem with those two subplots is that There is a lot of internal conflict on display with a character like that, it's abundantly clear, but they might probably felt they couldn't string that out for an entire film based on his internal conflict, and they needed that to manifest in his life, and his brother and his girlfriend were two very obvious forms. But there were definitely some examples of, you know, forcing in conflict, which Made for a more engaging story, so don't necessarily interpret me saying this as it's bad. But it's worth noting also, you know, he has, um, in the first third, and I thought it worked for a pretty thrilling experience, but it did seem a bit repetitive that he has three different run-ins with pedophiles, different pedophiles, you know? Um, that, that seemed to be the main form of conflict he would run into in India. I assume that's what the kidnappers in the train station were. And then you you have two other people he encounters who implied to, and you know, it's, it's things like that. I thought overall, you know, it made for, it didn't detract from the film, but I think there's definitely a lot of obvious examples of really just like forcing in conflict and conflict makes a good story. But, um, Sometimes it worked better than others, I guess is what I would say
0: no you're you're right about this because ultimately the story here is boy uses Google Earth to find his long lost family. How do you make that story cinematic? You know, and that's the challenge I think that uh, Garth um, sets himself up for here. and I think he succeeds in some cases and I think that he struggles in others. Um, one of the things that's incredibly hard to do, is to make browsing on the internet look uh, thrilling. And I can say that when Dev Patel is actually going through Google Earth and when he's setting up his uh, entire room with all of the clippings and you know all the drawings and trying to figure out exactly, you know wh- where was this at this point on this map, et etc, cetera, etc, cetera, I-, I think that stuff is all very engaging. Um, when we get into the angsty stuff then you know you don't understand what it feels like you know all of that um yeah I, I I gotta I gotta say I, it's not a it's nothing against Dev Patel himself it's more so this is like a necessary evil like you said because the story needs conflict it needs stakes and it needs to be dramatic um because without this, You've got a very very nice thirty minute documentary instead.
1: Yeah, and and you know what I I am sure that honestly the situation I I did believe that his character would be torn apart by, you know th- this internal conflict. You know it. Oh it, sure. It, in the context it it was believable. So I actually like I said earlier I don't really agree with people who found his angst to be a problem because they include those nice flashbacks of him you know, feeling guilty about some time that his brother had misplaced him, and I'm sure he was imagining 15 years or 25 years of that on a colossal scale instead. But, yeah, I mean, this is, you know, everything, adaptations are for a reason. As you said, you know, this is not a documentary. You have to add these things. Um, But I think that's why the second portion of the film is probably its weakest point. Because I thought the, uh, the first act and particularly the, the tail end of the third act are fantastic.
0: I agree. I t- completely agree with you on this. Um, I also think the other very difficult thing about this adaptation is the decision to you know focus on uh, Sonny uh, Power in the beginning of the film and then to take this massive time leap to Dev Patel 25 years later. It is 25 years, right? Yeah, it's twenty five years. That's yeah, just—I mean, what about everything in between? Is what I, you know, I, I'm I'm trying to fill in the blanks here in many many cases, and I feel that that is intentional because they want there to be this degree of mystery. They want there to be—they uh, want us to read into the dynamics of his relationship with David Wet and with Nicole and with his brother. I would have—I would have liked to see a little bit
1: more though of. Both his early relationship with Rooney Mara, they're all of a sudden in love, and a little bit more with him and his parents.
2: hmm
1: You know, like, it... I think the second act could have worked better if we had seen a little bit more of him when life was good, before everything goes to hell.
0: I wouldn't even have minded a montage, honestly. <laughs> I, I I feel like if you would just insert a montage it, it, you know to show the passage of time and show these moments snippets vi- like visually without dialogue or something and maybe just music playing it playing over it I think that could have been very powerful um in setting up how he is in this third act because the way that he ultimately is while it is understandable, it also is, Kind of jarring. I feel, the film feels uh, like it is two f- films in one, you know, when we take that, uh, that time leap. So, I, once again, debut director, very strong film. There's some flaws. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to stand by and say that it's perfect by any means because it ain't. But it's still a very strong film overall. And a lot of that has to do with the performances. Um, what did you think of Nicole Kidman in this?
1: Yeah, um, she she's very good. Um, I I probably personally nominate her. Her one monologue is very strong. It was yeah. fun seeing her speak with her native accent again. Plays a very warm, sympathetic character. Um, I I thought it's all around pretty well acted. You know, Mara is good with what she has to do. Like I said, I really
0: liked Patel in this. Oh yeah, I think it's. Uh... I, I, yeah, I mean, many people have been saying it. I'll, I'll echo. It's, I think it's his best performance he's given us yet.
1: And Suni Power is fantastic. I, I would love to see what he uh, what he does next and if he continues to get roles on screen because he was adorable.
0: And now we have to address the elephant in the room, and I know that you kind of already touched upon this a little bit, but we got to talk about the Slumdog millionaire comparisons here a little bit. Um, you know, you're talking about the adorable Indian kid you know, Slumdog Millionaire had adorable Indian kids. Talk about uh, the time jumps then to adult Dev Patel. Slumdog Millionaire has that as well. Uh, there's a lot of similarities here in terms of the story that I sometimes said to myself, you know what, I feel like i, I really appreciated Danny Boyle's direction on Slumdog Millionaire a lot more uh, watching this film because you're right, there's a more restrained approach with this. Um, and of course, the cinematography, though, is uh, very, 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 very good by um, Greg uh, Greg Frazier. Um Right? He is a cinematographer on this. Yeah, it's Greg Fraser. He's had a great year this year. Absolutely. Um, so, I, I mean, there, there's – this is a very pretty-looking film by all means. But like I said, I kind of walked away from this making um, inevitable comparisons and saying to myself, eh, Slumdog Millionaire is probably a – Probably a better film, but
1: I would say the grounded nature of this worked more. Slumdog Millionaire is so stylized because it's a story that's I mean is almost supernatural. I mean that it's like, fairy tale, yeah, it is a fairy tale, whereas this is meant to be a more realistic film. And so I feel like this still boasted very dynamic images, even if it didn't use the handheld and the hyper-saturated colors as much. Sure. Uh, You have so many lines crisscrossing the frame, variety of shapes. You do have interesting colors. And I I do think actually maybe that's why a little bit of the middle portion of the film lags. Is because it may not have been Slumdog Millionaire level dynamic,
0: but it was a very exotic, visually stimulating first third of the film. You know, not to mention it's mostly um, told in silence with no spoken words of English. Yeah, you know, um, so a lot of it is relying upon uh, Frazier and his uh, his his skill as a cinematographer to tell this story, because there's many stretches of no dialogue. Like many, you know, we don't hear English in the movie until, well, until what, an hour into the movie? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it, it is a very compelling, I mean, it may not be, uh, Slumdog Millionaire has its many haters now, but I am a fan of Slumdog. I mean, it may not have been as compelling as Slumdog, but I thought that I thought the first third particularly was thrilling. Did I not already know the true story in some aspect and know that, you know, he was going to get adopted I would have found the first third, and still kind of did, very stressful. I know the people I saw it with were on edge that entire first act. So Yeah,
0: oh, definitely. Um, The audience I saw this with was totally captivated. And by the time we get to that final uh, moment in the film, there's not a dry eye in the theater. It's a great emotional payoff. Oh, the amount of catharsis I felt, it was unbelievable. And it really does give... um. You know, true meaning to the fact that you are able to cry uh, happiness tears. Not all movies that make you cry have to be tears of sadness.
1: And I think that's kind of the thing with this one. It is a prime example of if you can really, na- if you can really stick the landing, you can overcome most flaws in people's minds. Because this, because the ending is so good, I am much more inclined to be forgiving of its other flaws, you
0: know? Mm Mm-hmm. And part of the reason why it is so good is because of the gorgeous piano melodies and strings that accompany the film by, um, I'm going to butcher this, Hoshka, 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 yeah, I think I'm getting it right, and Dustin O'Halloran, um... I think that their work on this really, really does help to elevate um, those emotions and really, really unleashes them in a very powerful way. Where I mean, I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Well, when when I, when I when this film got to that final scene, I knew it was coming. I mean, clearly, I mean, I also know the true story behind everything, and I kept saying to myself, I'm sitting, in the, I'm sitting in the chair, and I'm like, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna. I'm actually gonna like fight the urge to want to cry and i'm gonna see if i can overcome this this uh this sense of uh emotion that i have and i was unsuccessful in doing so i i just the film worked its magic on me
1: (laughs) i I got a little misty eyed to be sure there at the end it's you would you would have to have a heart of stone not to get a little emotional there like it's earned its payoff you know it's it's made it very narratively clear this is a film about mothers and the relationship with mothers
0: you know it's uh, would you go so far to say it's uh uh you know like a lion and her cub oh my
1: god uh, <laughs> uh, you need
0: to leave no but but in all honest in all honesty though were you wondering the entire time that the film was playing why the hell it's called lion
1: I was I was I was waiting to see what the lion connection was until that very ending there and I love that I love
0: that moment because it made uh, it, of course it made all the old ladies in the theater go ah You know, but myself included, I was like, oh, that's,
1: oh, that's good. So mystery and marketing campaign aside, you know, this is a review, but we can talk about how the film's doing. Why is it not doing better with audiences? Just financially, it seems like the thing that is a crowd pleaser by nature, yet it's really not performing well financially.
0: I think people walk away from this film saying that it's simply okay. Um, And I say that because a couple of different reasons. One, I think Slumdog Millionaire comparisons aesthetically come into play. People remember the energy of that film. And I think that people go into this already kind of with that expectation. Uh, Second of all, I think that when you tell the premise of this story to somebody, unless if you want to, you know, spoil the ending, you know, I don't know if they're going to necessarily be... Captivated by, oh yeah, that's the movie I want to go see. The one where, you know, the poor boy gets separated from his parents and then he, you know, tries to find him again via Google Earth. That sounds very exciting. And then if you do spoil the ending, then they're gonna go, well, I don't need to go see the movie now. Yeah, I guess it is a very hard one to market, is the bottom line. Of yeah. That. So why are people not responding to it? I don't know if it's a matter of people not responding, because I think people that go see the movie, I think they are walking away saying that. It was good. The problem is getting people to go there in the first place.
1: Yeah, and I I would say it's it's even better than good. I think it's very good. Oh, wow. I don't think it's great, but it's, it is a very good film. So,
0: which leads us into then, I suppose, uh, final thoughts, great out of 10, and uh, Oscar potential in this case then. Um, so, any other things you want to touch upon here? Uh, what's your grade? And I definitely want to get into some of our uh, predictions with this film because I think that – um, this could go a couple of different ways.
1: So, and here's what I would say. Um, a, a detractor for the film, it is very well-made. It's a well-told story. The fact that this is not one of our hour-long reviews is something to say about it. There is not that much to talk about with the film after you see it, ultimately. Like, it's a well-told story. It's not a particularly complex story. And, you know, so that that is something to consider. But, um... I, it is a very solid 7.5 for me I think it's I think it's very good. I'm not gonna go up to eight uh, because some issues I have with it in the middle but it is a very well put together film I think it's I think it's uh, a good crowd pleaser and I wish it were doing better. Um, as for predictions, I agree with you this could go a lot of ways. I think had it made more money it would have been guaranteed best picture nomination as it stands now, I think it gets in because if it voters tend, especially older voters in the Academy tend to think with their hearts. And if they're crying, you know, after they put their screen or DVD away, you're going to get enough voters who put this number one because it made them cry in the same way that less strong films like extremely loud and incredibly close, um, got in because it made people cry. this is a better film, so why wouldn't it get in? Um, beyond that I think Patel gets in I think Kidman gets in I think Kidman could miss you know if, if someone's gonna miss out on supporting actress it, it could happen she's well liked and it's a good performance but it seems it seems like one of those that gets in with SAG in a lot of places but doesn't necessarily have the passion votes ultimately with the Academy and is a surprising miss or she could be like Robert Duvall where she just kinda goes through the whole season um I think it probably gets in for adapted screenplay. I think the score you mentioned is probably going to get in. Those are all the ones I'm definitely predicting. I personally think it will also get in for editing, although if it misses out on the ACEs uh, this week, I'm going to say no. And I think it has a decent chance of getting in for cinematography as well.
0: You know, it's interesting because... I want to just reply first to these Oscar predictions here. The only one that I'm not considering at all is cinematography. I feel like I should be, but I'm just simply not. I think that there are more aesthetically prettier films that were released in 2016. Best film editing. I feel like more and more I I think is going to happen. It's, not necessarily in my opinion flashy film editing but there is uh, a degree of flashiness to it to in some form or another especially with you know how it cuts back to um uh, when Dev Patel is thinking about his old life in India and, you know, he's having these visions in his mind of the train station and so on and so forth.
1: Yeah, just because it's not Slumdog Millionaire level cutting in its intensity, it is pretty damn flashy. The individual sequences running, et cetera, et cetera, have a lot of cuts in them. You know, it, it is pretty showy editing. There's flashbacks, there's time jumps. Uh, I it, it is the type of obvious editing that tends to get in with the category, particularly in terms of films that they like overall,
0: which I assume they will. I mean, I don't know if this is going to be an across the board contender where you know you listed for picture, acting, writing, text, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and I say that because, uh, like we were talking about earlier, the film isn't getting the type of strong response that is needed sometimes being be across-the-board contender and check off all of the boxes necessary. Then again, you know, uh, what's a comparison film I can think of? Ah, like another Danny Boyle film, No, is like 127 Hours. Very, very simple story. Uh, doesn't get in for director. Makes it into picture It's screenplay and acting nomination and a tech award here and there. Um, so I'm going to probably go with very, very similar to you. Picture, screenplay, Dev Patel, Nicole Kidman, and score. I don't think he gets it for editing and cinematography. Um, With that said, I think that there are some really, really fantastic performances here from both Dev Patel and Nicole Kidman with Patel giving what is uh, clearly his best performance yet. I think that the storytelling in the film, although flawed, is still very strong for a debut film. It's not the best uh, debut film I've seen this year by any means, but it's incredibly strong overall. Normally, um, I would have ranked this a 7 out of 10, and that's exactly where I was leaning towards um, throughout the entire movie. And then this final moment happens at the end that just absolutely... Filled my heart with such joy that I had to bump up my grade. So I'm giving Lion an eight out of ten. So, all that being said, Will, where can I find you on the internet? Find me on Twitter at Mavericks Movies. Sounds good to me. You could find me at Next Best Picture. Thank you guys so much for listening to our review of Lion here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Feel free to drop us a review sometime soon on iTunes, and you can subscribe to us on there, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and Player FM. We will see you all next time.